0: This morning, you guys get to hear a story from John Walker. Uh, As part of our gatherings, we always share stories of how God is changing our lives because uh, that's how we really know what God's doing, is to share what he's done in our lives. And you get to hear from John Walker, who is a longtime CCC member. But before he shares his story, it's really important because I'm just blown away by his answer about what would go in his fundic region. (laughs) We can, like, this is the weirdest, I'm sorry, it's just, it's just weird to me, but we're all we're well, Not unique. unless you've had it, you know. If, it's, if you've had it, I guess. you've had it.
1: Schnitzel, does anybody here in here know what schnitzel is? With brown hunter gravy. It's, man, as much as you can put in there, you want to, trust me. And my, one of my best friends is here, and his mom is from Germany, so I was raised with authentic home style real deal. So if you haven't had it today, go to Germantown, I guess, I don't know, somewhere, <laughs> and get some schnitzel with hunter
0: gravy. That's amazing, and it uh, also reminds me of why we have the body of Christ, because I would never read that, so, <laughs> so it's great. All right, very good. So um, uh, as we share stories, man, God is doing something incredible in your life, but we never want to get up here and, and just miss an opportunity to share simply how Jesus has changed our lives. So like, like, let's just dive right in. John Walker, how has Jesus changed your life specifically? Like, What did that look like as Jesus really changed you.
1: Man, uh, it was, it's been a really cool journey.
0: Uh, Stephanie and
1: I um, selfishly joined Christ Community to get our son in a daycare. We weren't looking for a church. Mm-hmm. And through that, we found an, an amazing church family where um, we've always been believers, but weren't followers. You know, I think Kyle Eidemann's book, Not a Fan, or is that right? Mm-hmm. Is, is it like, we were fans. And we were just cheerleading and, and seeing from afar. And through um, coming to this church, Being being accepted the way that we were um, and being able to really understand what grace is and how it applies to our lives, that's how God has changed us. Because it's not about me, it's about us, right? Um, But specifically getting into a family where um, you just feel a love Mm -hmm. and and being able to then give that love back to others through serving a community and getting out of comfort zones, Quick story, Matt Simons was leading a group when I first got here and challenged me to pray at, uh, right at, in Martinsville, an area that he and I both is very near and dear to our heart because we grew up in that area. And I was like, dude, you ever do that again, I'm going to kick you in your knee. You know, just just so uncomfortable. Yeah. And today, um, man, I'll, I'll, we can pray right now. You know, yeah. that's so... Uh, it's
0: good. Is that give good. You a picture of that? Yeah, man, that's helpful. And uh, I always enjoy remembering... Uh, and I don't even know how to describe it, but I've told several people, you know, when you first came to Christ Community, here we are. Every Sunday we take communion. You're going to have a chance to be a part of that in a little while. And we're, like, we're taking communion. It's this intimate moment where we're remembering Christ's sacrifice for us. And John Walker's standing in the back, like, shooting the breeze with people. Like, <laughs> he's, just, uh, he's just chilling. And, uh, and it's so fun to see what God has done in your life. Um, so. so somewhere uh, around six years ago, uh, I remember you were sitting across from me. I was new to Christ community, uh, learning people, and you sit down and you introduce yourself as a salesman for a pest control company. Yep. yep. And uh, since then, like this, this is gonna, this is gonna sound unreal. All right. Since then, you've directed a homeless shelter, developed drug rehab programs, worked with a prison ministry, and now you're in management for Equipment Depot. That's unreal. That was, you know, so you've done all that in six years, and some people would look at that and be like, "You have no clue what you want to do with your life." But I know that that's not your story. Um, And so, how has Jesus guided that journey? What's He taught you through that journey? Uh, What's What's been hard about that? What What has God been up to?
1: Man, I would love to uh, not give you the cliche answer, but really, what He's done is uh, taught myself, my family, um, obedience the call, um, getting a, a, a call from a dear friendly being saying, hey, man, I know you've got a good job, and you're and you're really doing well there, and you're successful what you're doing, um, but would you come run a homeless shelter, mm. and having to walk into previously to that, don't let me make, paint it all rainbows and, and Bible studies, remember I started that, but yeah, um, I was unemployed for like six months, couldn't find a job. I mean, and, and was, uh, had a, developed a bad uh, pill problem from a back injury. Mm. And uh, it was my wife that kicked my butt out of the door and said, go get a job at a school. We don't leave, leave that out. Tutoring Spanish kids, and I don't speak Spanish for seven bucks an hour. Mm. And then God gave, by being obedient and just walking in that, that Terminex job came available. And in the first month, I was the top salesman in our region. Just all this success, right? And I'm going, what am I doing? But to leave, to go do, run a homeless shelter with no experience. Yeah. Um, but the experience that I did was able to lend was brokenness because mm-hmm. I had been broken. Mm-hmm. And that's what we were serving, we were men that were broken. So when I went to my boss to tell him, I appreciate the opportunity and this is awesome, but I'm going to go do this, it was yeah. like, you bumped your head. Like, <laughs> do we need to go to the drug test right now? Yeah. Um, but just being obedient in that call. And then when, when the Lord put it on my heart, seeing men in a 30-day situation, staying in a homeless shelter and with no change, um, stepping out to get into the drug recovery world, which I had no experience either. Mm. Um, but it was just it, it consistently the Lord would place something on my heart. And I, I've, I've learned that when he does that, you've got to chase it with everything you've got yeah. because it's being divinely given.
0: Yeah. So could you, uh, you said something that uh, has become natural in your story that I don't want us to miss out on. So you said every time the Lord placed something on your heart, man, I just said I had to figure out how to pursue that. That's right. So, uh, you've been through a lot of change, so I don't expect you to share all those. But could you yeah. could you pick one of those stories and, and show us a little bit more? Like, what did that what did that actually look like when you knew, like, man, Lord put that burden on me, and now I've got to do this?
1: So um, the the journey for me at Awake Ministries was over, and I, and it was just evident to Stephanie and myself, and we needed to pursue something different. And um, a, a, a day after a lunch with the gentleman that I've, I've known for a long time at the Prisoners' Hope. Um, It was, do I go back into ministry or do I go to mainstream and get a job? And I'm blessed with a friend of mine that's a recruiter. So he had let me know, if you want a real job, I can get you a job pretty quick. A Uh, real job. A real job. (laughs) You know, uh, because ministry to me doesn't feel like a real job. It's it's like I'm being paid to go out and love on people. This Mm. doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But we knew that I was to go help this gentleman in this ministry because he was running it by himself at the Prisoner's Hope again, another journey that I didn't know. I don't know nothing about prison ministry. Yeah. Um, but we prayed about, he prayed about it at the lunch. He said, man, I'd love to have you, but I can't afford you. Mm. And, um, so we just walked in faith and I said, well, what, what if I raised half of my salary mm. and you pay the other half And the next day, he called me and said, my wife, Tiffany said to him at, at dinner, after they prayed, said, you can't afford not to have him. Mm. And so the next day when he called, It was just, we both were following something that we knew that the Lord would provide, and He did through that whole journey. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh,
0: So you were in the marketplace, successful, and the Lord calls you out to uh, open door. You go, you run the the homeless ministry. Uh, You're a part of Awake and all that the Lord did in that, and then you transition to prisoner's ministry. Uh, And now, today, you're back in the marketplace, but you're back in the marketplace as a different person. So, how is working in the marketplace different now than it was before Jesus took you on that journey?
1: Man, um, Steph and I were at dinner last night, just talking about that and going over the tough questions that Blake sent me. to say, "Here's what you're gonna do Sunday." I'm like, "I don't know how to answer this stuff." Um, yeah, just, you challenge me always. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing is different now is that it's not just going to, to a job. Um, it's going, the mission, I was very, let me back up. I was very scared about leaving ministry mm. because I felt that I would potentially leave the Lord or, or not be as close to the Lord as I have been. Yeah. And it was frightening, mm-hmm. absolutely. And Stephanie, being the wise woman that she is, affirmed me that your mission field goes with you wherever you are. Ooh. And so in the marketplace now, that's what I see it as. I work with a bunch of dirty, um, Literally dirty mechanics, greasy, physically dirty, physically dirty, rough guys that are awesome guys. But I see such an opportunity to invest in, in these guys' lives um, as not just their boss, as their brother in Christ. Yeah. And uh, the, the Lord affirmed that with my boss, who is a great guy, um, but he's struggling with traditional church and some hurts that he's had from church. And you've got to be better, and you're not good enough type of preaching. And uh, Monday we had a 45-minute gospel conversation just about how God loves you, no matter what, and He'll mm. bring you through this, through those hurts. But don't let Satan capitalize on the fact of what the church has done, mm. because he's really cons- he doesn't want to go to church. Mm. You know, he wants to be what I was at one time, bedside Baptist, right? Like I believe and I love, but I'm not going to that church. And it was just awesome for me to, again to get an affirmation from the Lord that He's going to use my testimony
0: no matter where I go. Mm. That's good. It's good um, so John you know how much I love you and how much uh, our, our church family loves you and how much you mean to our church family and uh, a big part of that is because you're one of the few of us that has had the courage to actually live out the vision uh, you go outside you uh, continually press into what it means to trust the Lord with your next step and um, that's so important, and that makes you a leader uh, no matter what, and, uh, and we're so hopeful that you continue to lead us in that way, um, which is why you needed to be the first story for Made For More. We're diving into this, uh, this series, Made For More, and so often we think that um, we think that, that idea more we think, we think that what means more here on this earth, right? Like, it means more stuff. It means more experiences. It means more success. But we're actually pressing in this series, we're going to press all the way through that to, man, what's, what's a more meaningful existence? Like, if the creator of the universe created us uniquely and with a plan, like, what? how is, like, made for more, what? So, how has God shown you through this five, six, seven-year journey, how's God shown you that you're made for more? What does that look like in your life outside of all the traditional ways of thinking about more? That
1: was the tough question that I was talking about. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard to articulate. Uh uh-huh. um, But ha- having confidence in your relationship with God and not questioning that mm. allows us to go outside bravely to share with others. Um, you know wherever you are and I think um, that each and every one of us are made for more in our own unique way Mm -hmm. so uh, again it's it's really hard for me to articulate that but um, like we are made by a a divine creator that loves us so Mm. Um, man the grace that we're provided just makes no sense right Mm. so how can we not press into others Mm. how can we leave anything on the table Oh, um, well, that's good. How can we leave the ending on the table? How can we leave anything on the table, man? Every opportunity that we have when we, you know, I love what Wes Keene said one day about when we say on Facebook, I'll be praying for you. Are you really? Mm-hmm. You know, are we really? When we have that opportunity at the salad bar at Kroger, when we say, hey, how are you doing? And you can tell the brokenness of somebody, we have to press in at that moment. Um, and too often we don't. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Lord's taught me is that every time that, it seems at least every time that I've had that opportunity and I've walked mm-hmm. in that, not knowing what to say that something amazing has come out of it later mm. um planted seeds with uh, guys for years and, and don't see a guy for four or five years and see him later and go man that day that we talked at the homeless shelter about oh i just want to let you know how that impacted me yeah and i don't have a, anything to do with that yeah
0: you know that's but so if i didn't
1: press in at that moment what would happen yeah you
0: know, or what wouldn't happen? that's good that's good well john um i appreciate you sharing and I appreciate you leading and uh, know that uh, we're going to pray for you right now so that, you know, when we say we're praying for you, we really have. That's right. That's right. And um, and we want to continue to because we're a body and we need each other. And we're going to talk more about that. Billy Bob's going to help us today. But um, but uh, we need you to keep leading. We need you to keep going outside and uh, we need you to help us keep doing that. So uh, I want to pray to that end as we continue in worship today and as we continue to, to all think together about how we're made for more, So uh, the band's going to come back up. I'm going to invite you to stand as we pray with John here. And um, man, I'm excited for what the Lord has for you and I'm excited for what the Lord has for us. So let's pray. Creator God, you have made us far more Uh, complex and far more beautiful than than what we even know and um, father when when so many of us man like we just throw our lives down the drain chasing after nothingness in this world and yet you redeem us from that like you're there loving us you're giving us mercy and grace and uh, god i'm so thankful for the story that you've written in john's life but we know that you're not finished yet like the ending is still out there. like It's coming. And so, God, I pray that as John continues to take these next steps, as he continues to follow you, as as he and Stephanie continue to find unity in, uh, in their marriage relationship and in their relationship with you, Father, we pray that that unity would continue to show the world and the people around them that they serve a God. They serve a God that really loves. They serve a God that cares and has a plan and has created each of us for more. And so, God, we thank you for John. We thank you for his story. And we pray, Father, that you would continue to allow us to worship you today, to give ourselves to you today because of testimonies like his and because of your son Jesus' story. Man, may we worship him today. May we hold Jesus high in this place. We pray in his name. Amen.